Hello, you're listening to Plot Mechanics. My name is Adil, and soon I will be joined by Leon, Ed, and Motsi. In today's episode, we'll be discussing Palm Springs. This 2020 sci-fi romantic comedy was written by Andy Ciara and directed by Max Barbaco. Here's a quick plot summary. Warning, there will be spoilers. Carefree Niles, played by Andy Samberg, is a guest at a wedding in Palm Springs, where barely anyone knows him. He meets Sarah, the reluctant maid of honor, played by Christine Migliotti, and they hit it off. What Sarah doesn't know is that Niles has been stuck in a time loop for quite some time, and he has been living the wedding day over and over again, causing him to develop an offbeat attitude. Sarah accidentally gets pulled in too, and now they're both unable to escape the venue or each other. To complicate things, there's Roy, played by J.K. Simmons, who's also stuck in the loop because of Niles, and he's determined to make him pay. As time goes by, Sarah and Niles get closer to each other and fall in love. Sarah realizes that for this to work, she has to get out of the loop so she can get her life in order. So she studies quantum physics and does find a way out, but she has to convince the nihilistic Niles to join her. This is one of our older recordings. We recorded it back in July of 2020. So it's a little more chaotic, but still a lot of fun. By the way, towards the end of the episode, Motsi refers to a gay romance film, but she couldn't remember the title. That movie is Big Eden, released in 2000. Anyway, Palm Springs is a film that I absolutely love. It's actually my favorite movie of 2020, and I highly recommend that you watch it. Hello. You're listening to Plot Mechanics. My name is Adil, and soon I will... Wait a minute. Didn't we do that already? Anyway, Palm Springs. Enjoy the conversation. Yeah, let's talk about Palm Springs. Plot like, Mechanics! <laughs> episode, whatever. <laughs> we'll, that, intro, that intro will be... 30-minute intro. That'll, that'll, that'll be a mini-episode. Mini it's episode. Good Omens. It's that episode of Good Omens where it's like their entire life up to right. 2020. 20, 20, that's going to be Patreon stuff. We're, yeah, that, that'll be so. All you guys tuning in now, uh, yeah. there's a whole bunch of this that we cut out. That it's a whole conversation about film in general, not about and viruses and racism. Not going to give you this subject matter. Well, it started with what, how the how the movie theaters are going to reopen post COVID to contextualizing film in in, in history. Yes, yeah, so yeah, that's that's our tangents, and and that's we're tangents. gonna. And I'm sure we're going to do that with Palm Springs right now. So Yeah, Palm Springs. Yay. Uh, 2020 movie starring Andy Samberg and Christina Miliani. No, that doesn't sound right. That's a, that's a... Miliani is... The girl, the girl who played the mom from How I Met Your Mother. Oh. Really? The worst thing oh. she's ever done, probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah, it kickstarted her career, though. <laughs> Christina yeah. Miliotti. Well, no, she was. Miliotti. She's. Uh, I think she's a Broadway star. She's. Yeah. She's big Ooh. in. Well, film that career. Kind of thing. Yeah. 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 But well, yeah. Speaking of film career, I will talk to you guys about something after this episode if we still have time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. By the way, How I Met Your Mother uh, makes the ending of Game of Thrones look good. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to go too far into that, but I'm just going to say I called that ending at the end of the season when I saw the series premiere when it when it came out. I called that ending. That's not that part of the end. Stopped I watching the, the show at around season four. And then when people told me what the ending was, I was like, I called it. Yeah. Called it. 
But right. I'm not going to go into that. Yeah. No, there are um, things that they did in that yeah. episode. It was like, the whole episode was horrible. Anyway. Yeah. 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 We all <laughs> one, one day I'll get around to it. But um, I, I, again, that's a show. Don't get around to it. Waste okay, time. Don't waste your time. It's not good. It's not good. Oh, this movie was good. This movie it was good. Was good. Yeah. I love this movie. It, it, was, it was a happy, not even happy death day, Groundhog Day. day. Like, it was just, I, I liked the idea the, okay, first of all, the world needs more J.K. Simmons. I feel like he was underutilized yeah. in this role. Uh, he is a fantastic, one of my favorite actors, and his comedic timing and his actual ability to act is amazing. J.K. Simmons is fantastic in this movie. I wish there was more of him. I did. Yeah, and his timing that. is ni- neither rushing nor dragging. No. Yes. I yes, did not I know did. it was him when I first saw this movie because I hadn't seen the poster for the film, which has his name on there. Well, I saw the poster, but I didn't see who was actually in it. So when I saw his character for the first time, I didn't know it was him until later on. And I was like, later on. The second second I heard him scream, I was like, that's J.K. (laughs) That's so fun. You know what? I will admit, I will admit. So even though I enjoy romance and I enjoy, like I enjoy romance as a concept and I enjoy rom-coms, when the genre of rom-coms usually like in general does not interest me because it's always like one out of like maybe a hundred that I, I enjoy like mm. personally yeah. and so when they said like this is a rom-com but like somebody had described it this is a rom-com but Groundhog Day and I was like this doesn't sound interesting to me even knowing with all the good reviews I was like this is but then the style of the movie um I won't say like it reinvents the rom-com because that's stupid. No, it is a good rom-com, but it, because it's more, Sci-fi? it's more comedy. Like it's more comedy than it is romance, but the, yes. but that just makes the romance more genuine. And that's what I, yeah, that, that's always my problem with a lot of rom-coms, which is that they try to make romance into like the gimmick as opposed to something more natural in the story. Yes, like they, very few rom-coms really hit the mark for me. Well, this whereas, was a sci-fi this, comedy. Yeah, it's a sci-fi comedy with romance. And it's like, that's why I enjoy, like, that's why I enjoy romance in other genres so much. Because mm-hmm. romance isn't like the um, set dressing. It's not like the the game or it's, it's not something that um, is being made like cliches of. It's not like there's such an expectation around rom-coms with that. But then when it comes to a romance happening in a different genre, very often it becomes, because it's not the main plot of the story, quote unquote, it becomes more natural with a good writer. Yeah, and I think um, that's why this, this felt so natural. Like, it's, it's funny because, like, last week we were talking about, like, horror being my favorite genre, and, and, and this week we're tackling my least favorite genre, which is the rom-com. <laughs> yeah. um, and, I, and the reason for that, like, romance films in general, I, I've, they're, they're harder for me to watch because they feel so fake. They feel so gimmicky, like you said, and, and they... I, I I don't know. I have a problem with the whole like like these people will meet that you know they're not good for each other, but through circumstances they'll We're be okay. Force them together. And, then, and then they forces them together, and then it completely falls apart. And it's a, and then at the end they they make a grand stupid speech in the middle of everyone, and it makes them fall in love, and everyone's happy again. And I find there's just something so fake about the way that most rom coms and most romance films are being made because it, it I, and I know the idea is to get people to feel happy and feel good and but it's fake emotions it's false emotion yeah and, and I will yeah. admit something I will admit something that will probably make some part some part audience members mad yeah. but no rom-com interests me if it's straight and white unless there's something else going for it like yeah. not even five hundred days of summer 
What's that? Not even 500 Days of Summer? 500 Days of Summer wasn't a rom-com. It was a, um, it was a, it was a, this guy's an Ordinary asshole. They don't deserve to be in love. <laughs> it was a film about a, an ass, a, a self-centered asshole who didn't know what being in love really was. Yeah, but I mean, it was, it was. <laughs> a rom-com, was, I guess, I guess. It was played like, as a rom-com. Yeah, it just a twist the on the end. Being like... Yeah, but it does have, so that's the thing. It has something else going for it. So yeah. if it's just a straight rom-com where it's like, these two, these two uh, middle-class heterosexual white people who are, who are like, and it's, it's just not interesting to me unless something else about it is like, there's some value in something else. So for example, 500 Days of Summer, it's about basically being selfish in a relationship and not getting together. Like, I like that. In um, Love Actually, I enjoyed that because it was like different forms of love and uh, Christmas and it's just, it's a Christmas movie. You get the idea. Um, I won't say it's good, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Literally picked like the most rom commy of rom coms. As I was gonna say, I remember. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Love actually, <laughs> you have fucking cheating. You have familial ties. Yeah. So it's like it's it's a it's a genre, it's a bunch of different things. Nah. Some of them work out. Some of them don't. Which is yeah, why I enjoy like, it so much. There's a whole it's diversity a whole of white people in there. I yeah. Like, you, you picked. Yeah. You picked the rom commiest of rom coms as your exception. So after that, it's like out the window. No, but I can't that's even... the thing, though, because it's the rom commiest of rom coms. It doesn't like fall in. Like it doesn't fall into the um like the general like soup of rom coms that I'm not in. Like you know, it's it's not like it. It kind of puts us up above. I think. I, mean? I think. Like I think you have. What, a, you have a an assumption of what most rom coms. That's true. Okay, so I will but admit. I, 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 I'm gonna. I'll interject. I don't think Matsi's wrong in any way. No, no. I, I do think. I do think that there are because uh, when I say all of them are the same, I do believe that that to an extent is true. There are some rom coms that I have enjoyed, even though they are that prepackaged fake stuff based on maybe things that that film just happened to do better. I like the proposal because I like Ryan. Uh, I think Ryan Reynolds and I like Sandra Bullock and I like the chemistry they had. I also like Just Friends. Oh. Also had Robin Wood. I want to add something. Okay. But it's like, and I did like Love Actually. But having said that, they are generic. Like, you know, but I think overall, Motsi is very right. Like, they are, they do all feel very much the same. And here's I think the thing. Here's really the thing. Like um, okay, okay let me mention something. I love a generic rom-com if the protagonists are not white or straight. But, okay, so here's, okay, let me, let me add something. I am part, like, currently, of a rom, of a romance novel writer's group. So, in a romance novel writer's group. How did that yeah, happen? Okay. <laughs> but I love romance no Okay, so that's the thing, though, right? I am aware, no, I have a very deep awareness of, um, of romance tropes, of the genre, I'm not saying this as somebody who hates rom-coms. I'm saying this as someone who loves the romance genre and understands that a lot of what goes to film is prepackaged and generic, like in gen film in general even, but like especially in rom-coms and like sometimes in horror, it depends on like, but that's why I'm like, there are so many things that I've seen that, had, that I had no interest in, but there are some where either it's nostalgia Love actually for me is nostalgia, okay? I remember well, it's not even because it's not um, super typical, because it is, but at the same time, it is such a different number of like stories that end differently for each other. Like not one is like, 
they are they this 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 couple cheated and like they haven't resolved that and they they still have to resolve that and it's like up in the air and it's horrible this one is like this this um these two best friends who just realize that they love each other not in a romantic sense just because they love each other and this one is like it's just a bunch of different stories that i enjoy and also just because it has nostalgic value for me but what i'm getting at is that it's a genre i know well it's a genre i know that many times I've seen so many versions of it that I just don't enjoy. And so when something hits me out of nowhere, like this movie did, and let's go back to the actual movie, okay. like I came, I went in with all these expectations and this movie blew me away. Okay, two things to combat that. Okay. One, this movie, <laughs> this movie is closer to the movie Passengers with um, what's-his-face from uh, Parks and Rec. Uh, and Jurassic oh. Park and Chris Star Wars. Oh, Chris, 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 Chris Pratt, Pratt and this, Jennifer this movie, this movie reminded me of how Passengers should have played out in, if it was yeah. a comedy. Because, because you, so you watched I mean, the movie was pretty, that movie was pretty funny. I know they weren't going for that, but they it was. Weren't, no, no, they weren't going for that. But Passengers played out in a way <laughs> where it highlighted all of the flaws on one person's side and then basically f before the movie started and then basically filmed it as a concept of how much hope do you actually have in terms of how they took that core idea and stretched it into a movie. To um, combat what Motsi said, I'll come back to the passengers aspect of it. Combat what Motsi said. I think your, I think with, with rom-coms in general, I think that the, you, you, in, in, this, in this genre of rom-coms, there are always going to be certain notes that characters are going to hit, period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that on an overall arc, you can't really judge rom-coms all under the same boat because it really depends on the delivery of that actor or actress. It depends on the how how the, how the script plays out. There's all these different like nuances that can make a rom-com good or bad. Some of them have issues. Some of them are sexist. Some of them are product of the times, whatever. I think this movie worked because they had the concept of time across it. They could make it feel like you don't know if he was in this thing for decades, millennia, or however long. So they could basically say the one thing that rom-coms, most of them have problems with is the concept of time, which is probably why love actually works. It's the concept of, oh, I met you a week ago. Oh, let's fall in love. Oh, I met you a week ago. Let's get married. Oh, everything's happy-go-lucky. This one was just like, we're actually going to spend the first 60% of this movie, and we're not going to focus on that love. We're going to basically double down on the fact that how much time they have to actually spend together. And it shows it through countless reboots of them being friends, of them getting in fights. And then, so when you watch this movie and you're just like, oh, they're finally falling in love. I'm like, yeah, but for all we know as an audience, they've literally spent 60 years together, right? So this movie does a really natural way of having an evolution of that romance because they didn't have the constraints of a time that we as an audience are watching being like, it's been two weeks. You're not in love with this person. No, it's been, she had enough time to, to master quantum mechanics. 
we don't know how long that actually took. She went in with zero understanding of physics, like zero, yeah. and then came out being like, here's how Einstein Rosen bridges work. And then went on a whole and had, had talks. That's probably the only thing I would change with, by the way, only thing I changed from the end of the movie, I would have it her doing a talk on like quantum physics and then at this at while having that talk have Roy in the audience being like, I'm following this girl now. I would have it end with her being like an actual physics professor because it felt like all the time that they had spent in this time void was wasted when they left. I because I, I don't so. feel like I don't feel like Andy Sandberg became a better person. I feel like she became a better person. She became more intelligent. She became smarter. She became all of these things that makes her a better human being. And then at the end of the movie, they just, they just ignore it. Like she walked out of that time loop with an absolute crazy understanding of physics. That was one day after the time loop. It was only one day. Like they'd only been out of the time loop for one, like for one day, they even said so. Yeah, um, she had all that knowledge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can take we're a break. Like chilling out. Like, it's like, okay, we went through this life. Like, we, we now know it's okay. Let's chill out. So it's like, yeah. it, it hasn't right, been right. like more than a day. Well, that's what I said. That's the only thing I would have changed from the ending is I would have had the ending take oh, place. Oh, okay, okay. No, you know, I, 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 I oh, Sorry, like, sorry. Um, a second post-credit scene. I would have done a second oh. post-credit scene and it would have been like 10 years later and it's her standing at a podium getting a Nobel Prize for quantum physics. I'm sure, yeah. I mean, like, I in the, so, in the front still, row, it's like still... him and Roy. Niles sure. and Roy. Like, I, just, oh, I think it's still really effective though because like the point of the, the relationship was that they are unsure if a changing future will affect them. And it's not saying that it won't or it will. It's just saying that they are emotionally mature enough to be able to trust each other in going into that. So it's like, I like that ending. And it's like- Well, I mean, um, that's what I said po second post credit scene. It would have been after the credits. I, it would have just been like 20 years later and her just getting a Nobel prize. And I, would, I wouldn't have had the, I don't know if I'd have like how Roy would have figured it out. It was a little bit too like, oh, she left me a message. Damn, that works. I was like, nah, you could have done so much more creative things with Roy and J.K. Simmons. You, they, they could have spun that so much more creatively, but they were just like, well, the movie's over and it was about Niles and this chick, so... Uh, and it's like, yeah, I mean, also, I'm just not sure, like, which part of that is in, like, which part of that statement was, was I don't know, like, um, contradicting what I said about romance as a genre. But, um, yeah, like, I... I did like this movie a lot because it felt like it, it, it didn't quite um, fall into the trap of a lot of like um, different um, films. And I'm like, like I said, I do enjoy the romance genre as a whole. I devour, I kind of, I kind of eat, I eat it. Like I devour it quite a lot. Like I, I am like so deeply inundated in romance as a genre that I know what I like and I know what, I know what I dislike. And yeah, and it's like, that's why whenever it's like, when I say that all of the straight white romances are just tiring to me unless something else about them is interesting and this movie kind of hits that because I've seen it, I've, I've, I've like, you know, it, it, at this point, I'm, I'm so full. Like, I'm so full that I'm not gonna eat crap anymore. <laughs> <laughs> is how I'm not saying it because I, I don't hate the genre. I love the genre so much, but at this point it's like I've eat, I've had so much of it that it, that okay. if somebody I, tells me like, you know, like this is like I, I will never ever diminish this genre because it's such an important one. Okay. But so I will say well, that because I have had so much exposure to it that I know I have already like kind of like narrowed down the things I love about it and the things that I hate about it and very right. many movies 
have fallen into the traps that I have seen. I, I, I get it. I get it. I understand now. Because it's like having all of the like MCU movies are becoming so generic. But then once in a while, you get, you get an old guard. You get the boys. You get, kind of, yeah. Like you have, you have a superhero genre. Not MCU, like superhero genre. Well, I mean, like superhero, like graphic novel. Okay, for me, okay, specifically, I'll, I'll say, I'll say, movies based on graphic novels. Okay, Comic-Con. specifically, right? And, and MCU and DCA or whatever you want to call them. So it's like That's for me, it was like I grew up and I, I have comic books of The Mask sitting on that and i remember watching the mask being like this is a comic book movie and no one knew about it i have comic books of men in black like the first issues people are just like no one knew about it. so for me oh, having tradition road tradition yeah yeah i had these movies that were based on graphic novels and then history the of violence out. yeah that too oh road to perdition by the way the kid from road to perdition the groom in this movie Superman as well. Yeah, it's uh, Tyler Hoplin. I mean, yeah. why did you not mention he's Teen Wolf? Superman. He's the Teen Wolf. Well, he's an adult. He's um, he's Mr. Teen Wolf. Yeah. He's Mr. Um, Derek Teen Wolf. I anyway, Leon, two um, okay, two yes. things that you said that I disagree with actually is uh, the first thing that uh, Andy Samberg's so uh, Niles character it does not evolve. I think he evolves what? a lot. I think he he is this. You know, there's something outside this world. That he doesn't want to go back to and there is he's very he's kind of broken he has to open up at the end of the movie he has to and he he goes through a whole arc in this movie i don't like he doesn't come out it's not like he didn't learn anything his change is more emotional her change is more like her change is emotional too and she also learns that skill in addition to it and when it comes to the post-credit scene sure it would only work as a post-credit scene and also don't necessarily not sure i necessarily want to see that because what this movie does which i love is that it does uh, one of those tips that i learned when i learned about uh, storytelling is like arrive late and leave early so this movie when it starts it already throws you in the middle of it takes you a little while to adapt to it like oh what's happening and this is very interesting i didn't realize it we were already looping when that movie started right and then the moment we were out of it the movie ends just like okay yeah we did it and that's all you need to know figure the rest out by yourself and well, then yeah. they added that thing because i think they really like jk simmons like you but apart from that i don't think we need to know anything else and i i think that's why i think that's why it would be good as like a post post credit scene because the one thing that worked with you're right leaving early the one thing that worked with having the whole movie end early is that you don't have time to ask questions. The second it ends, you're just like, that was a good movie, and you walk away. But if you think for a second, wait a minute, so does that mean if he doesn't know J.K. Simmons happened, then how does the next day? Wait a minute, if they didn't know, if he doesn't know each other once J.K. Simmons talked to him, then how the hell is he with Sarah? Did they create multiple timelines? Did, there's too many questions to ask about how this world works that's for you to thing. actively to actively dwell upon it after the movie. Like that's why for me it was just like there are way too many questions, and I get you have to end the movie where you end it. I would have just had a quick like five to ten second like post post credit scene where it's like. And we discovered multiple universes. Thank you for my Nobel Prize. And it's him and Roy 
and her and her sister, and then that's it. And then the S. Literally like five seconds because for me there was way too many issues that just dropped off and ending the movie where it did was just like, and don't ask. And I'll, oh, but that's, that, but that's a good I, I guess that, it's that's like what it's personal preference, I think, but I don't I, agree there. I, I think it's I, personal preference at this point because, but then when it comes to romance, um, it's always what matters more is the emotional, like the emotional satisfaction of the movie as opposed to the intellectual. And I do understand the, the brain that's like, well, what about this and what about that? But I think that the movie knew what its point was and got to that point and I liked it. And I think also one of the things the movie does that a lot of romance films don't do, um, I mean, a lot of the bad ones anyway, or at least not even the bad ones, like the middle of the road ones, don't do that this movie did that I really enjoyed. It's also a tenet of a good relationship, which is that um, they grew separately. They helped each other grow, but they grew separately. Like they had entirely yeah. different moments where they had their revelations. Like for her, it was... Um, she knew she needed to get out and at first it was like her need to just get out because she didn't want to be here anymore but then it soon turned into she knows she wants to live she wants to live outside of this world she knows she wants to move forward and it's like her revelation happened somewhere in between her becoming this hyper intelligent like learned quantum physics essentially like um professor whereas his revelation is that it only comes almost too late and it is like, you know, it is definitely like a romance genre. Oh no, he has to chase her, hurry, which is like a really fun bit. And it's, but then the two of them have like, have grown as separate, like have grown emotionally as separate people, but they help each other facilitate that growth. And that's always the best kind of romance movie where it's like, these people aren't, don't, don't, um, like these people don't like um, kind of siphon off each, they don't, they don't like, they don't need each other to be whole people. They are whole people, but they helped each other. You know what? People. I wouldn't call this a romance movie. Yeah, I mean, the, the, but that's the thing. I would, I would call it a, I would call it a comedic. I'd call it a comedic. A rom. A, Somebody, a, a friend of mine a said a sci-fi drama <laughs> that that has romance in it. It's like it's like having a it's like having a drama movie with yeah, someone no. who, who is a funny character. It's not necessarily a comedy but the actor is funny for and sure that's so I, th that's the other difficulty i had not difficulty that was the other thing that surprised me about this movie because like i said rom-com comes with its own ideas it has its own like image in your head like it, it comes with its own like um like tropes right yeah and this movie didn't fall into a lot of those tropes but it didn't fall into a couple of other ones so it's like it's difficult it's one of those movies that kind of stretches the genre and <laughs> like parasite no but like it does like it I think we're in this at this point of new films where genres, even though you have to ta put a tag on them that says this is a rom-com or this is a horror, I don't think this like this movie really falls under one genre. In the case of a lot of movies that are coming out these days, which are they need to say they are this genre because this is like kind of the major like I guess the overarching aspect of it. But they also, but it's also everything else. Like it's not just one genre, and I think it's, that's becoming difficult for people to kind of categorize. And it's unfortunately giving its own like um, preconceived notions about this movie that I got before oh, I started yeah. this movie. So it's like I do think it is a rom com, but I also think that it's not just a rom com, and I think that that aspect was not advertised enough yes. in like because there are rom coms where there are sci fi moments, but it's still a rom com, like Thirteen Going On Thirty, right? But then the, this movie, it's le like it's not like 13 going on 30 because whereas that is 
more focused on the romance, this movie is kind of a little bit of everything else as well. So it's difficult to say, like, I won't say it's not a rom-com because that's kind of, um, I don't think, I think that it still honors rom-coms as a genre, but I do think that you are right in that it is, it doesn't feel like, quite like a rom-com because it is a bunch of different genres on top of being a rom-com. Yes, okay, which makes me understand completely your ideas of predisposition of what rom-coms was. Because now looking back at the conversation, I was like, but all these rom-coms don't fit in this box. And you're just like, well, this movie doesn't really fit as a, as a rom-com for me. From, from, a, from me watching this, this movie is not a rom-com. It is a science comedy with romance in it, right? That, because well, I science watch, is very, very, very loose. Well, yeah, science, science fiction in it. Because like, there are so many action movies. Like If I pick any action movie off my shelf, they're going to be a guy and a girl that like end up falling in love at the end of this action movie. And you're like, was this a rom-com? Is this a rom science action? No, it's, it's, so I don't think this movie falls. It's, it's almost like it's on the fence of what it is as a particular type of movie. And like, for me personally watching this, I saw the romance, not necessarily the forefront of the film. These two people fell in love. Yes, it happened in the movie. Yes, they escaped together. Absolutely. But for me, this was this was a Groundhog Day. Was Groundhog Day a rom com? It was a coming of, like it's feel like a coming of age, but for adults almost. More of a comedy. Yeah, despite all the questionable shit he did to get her, like you could you could say Groundhog Day in the same vein as a rom com, the same way this is. I here's the thing. What do you root for at the end of a movie? Do you root for them to get out or do you root for them to get together? Out. Audrey? So, um, so that's the difficult one because even in rom-com they don't always root for people to get together. But I root for their relationship to be emotionally mature, which is what I root for at the end of each rom-com. And so to for them to get together. You get, you get what, you get, you get what I'm going with this. I personally think it's a rom-com. I understand why Leon does not, and I totally get it too, and I totally agree with a lot of what he's saying. But I think because it hits a lot of genre beats of a rom-com, I will say it's a rom-com, but it's not just a rom-com. So, yeah. Anyway. Oh, this, okay, what, my point is the stakes for me, and, and for you, Mati, uh, Ed, I don't know which one. I'll go after you. I'll, okay, I'll, so I'll I think you. the I'll... stakes is more yeah. about... Uh, from my perspective, is more about the romance or at least the relationship between them, whatever the outcome is, right? So then it makes it more of a rom-com. Now, if you're, the stakes for you is more for them to get out, then your view of the movie is different. Ed, go ahead. Um, so much, so much to say. I've <laughs> been so while. quiet. Well, no, because I, I want to hear you guys talk. Um, it, it's interesting. Um, but, okay, so... To go okay, so basically, in terms of where this film falls on the genre, uh, like line spectrum, whatever, it's it's through and through a rom com. Like I don't see any other way of that you can look at it. It follows the plot is a romantic comedy plot. It is a love story, like with comedy sputtered throughout. Um, the science element to this film does make it unique in that respect you know but the science the science is the the setting of this particular movie it's not like 
this is not a movie about how science works. Like it's not a sci-fi. Um, I'm sure that a quantum physicist, physicist could probably look at this movie and I'd love to get their perspective on how accurate it is in terms of quantum physics. I don't know. I, I don't know. But the world itself made sense to me. It, the, the, the rules of the world made sense. Um, there were questions I had, but let's face it. I've had questions with pretty much any movie that involved manipulating time. So yes, I'm not going to like harp on the movie for that. Um, but the, 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 the basic rules were you die, you restart. You go to sleep, you restart. I understood that. That's, that's perfectly understandable. If you happen to fall into the, 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 the lava pit, whatever the hell it was, um, you become part of the, the, the interworkings. So that, that was fine to me. I understood that. But for me, the film, like the, going back to what I said about rom-coms, the reason why I'm not a fan of rom-coms generally is because it's, it's a rule in film. I hate being manipulated by stories, like just in general. And I've had this, I've had this thing with horror. I've had this thing with drama. It just happens with rom-com the most because of how generics, how studios make these movies. What I mean by manipulation is working the characters towards a goal that was already preset out and it doesn't matter what the characters actually are like, you're working them towards that and you're sending a false message. The, the thing about this movie that I found just utterly brilliant was that the way that the characters, they, the love comes out of their own choices. There's no, like, I didn't feel like this. I didn't know where this movie was going to go. And I liked the idea because, and I'm saying, like, and Andy Samberg Niles, his character. So we start with him in this box. And the way I look at his character is he's pretty much, this is his safe zone. Uh, he's, he could have been in here for 100 years, 50 years, 20 years. We don't know. Two years, we don't know. But he's safe. And he's been safe because whatever he did in his past life here, there are no consequences for his actions. He can do whatever the hell he wants. And I'm pretty sure he's killed people that they just didn't show. I'm pretty sure he's done things to get away with it. That's just his character because he's carefree. He doesn't have to worry about anything. When, when Sarah, Kristen Milioti's character, gets into this, I think her first inclination is to get out. And that's the whole part of his arc, which is, he has to understand, you know, it's, 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 it's being this complacent person and get stepping out of his box and making it and making, taking a risk on something. And that's what, and that's, that's, that is a pretty standard rom-com trope in terms of developing a guy character to step out of his comfort zone and take a chance on something. But the way that this film does it is just, it felt genuine. It felt, it felt real. The only reason I would I not disagree, I would say to add to that in a weird yeah. way is the the character of Roy. Because I think you were right in saying that he was carefree and reckless until Roy followed him in. Because there is a scene where he's sitting and he gives the kid a hundred dollars and then she ends up like getting all antsy and crap, and he's just like, there are consequences to our actions, even if we don't feel it. And I think that was the concept of his relationship with Roy that for me wasn't expanded upon. He had to deal with the idea that his actions, drug induced as they may have been, and I, and I think that was evidence of like when he opened his eye and says, don't go in, yeah. led him to an understanding that even in a time loop, his actions have weight. So I don't think 
her being in introduced into that time loop was the was the reason of his individual growth no it, it he did it's, grow before yeah. there's things that changed he he grew also into more irresponsible guy because you you when you the first time you see the flashback with J.K. Simmons, you see him with uh, in a tuxedo and every, like in yeah. a proper suit, and then I'm like, why why is he wearing this? And then I'm, oh now I get it. And then you see there there has been some um, change in him. And then when he meets her and everything, the the real emotional changes for him to be really more responsible and really give up that thing because it's scary like even covid right now just for everything to go get back to normal is a little scary to me i don't know for you guys yeah just i'm not even talking about the virus i'm talking about just emotionally and Mm -hmm. and to go back and socialize with people and that kind of thing is just a little scary to me it's not something that that that's bad but it's it's still you know but it's still kind of uh, intimidating in a way and now for him who's been in there for like 20 30 i don't know how many years for him to go out of it is it's incredibly scary. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's what pointing the... out is that there are he had more than one emotional growth. I will say that. Yeah. I think he did have emotional growth with J.K. Simmons. Um, but the reason I again like understandably you can decide like you can say that it doesn't feel like a romance movie and that's totally valid. But I the reason I do say it's a rom com is just because the beats are the same. So yeah. it's like um, the there are ba- so with each genre there are certain basic beats that you follow right or even like in general storytelling and with rom com it's always boy like boy meets girl well it's like they meet um, they kind of have a, like they start they run into their first problem they fall in love they run into their big problem and then they separate and then they come back and that's like that is basic rom com. Like, uh, I, I'm sure somebody has a more full list, but that's a basic rom-com escalation. And this movie has it, but what it, this movie does is that it, it is very much, it's way smarter in its writing than, mo- than like, it's not trying to oversimplify it. It does take these beats because these beats are, like, they are a genre staple because emotionally they are a good, like, progression. Like, you can mishandle it, you can do it in a bit way that really sucks. You can do it in a way where nobody learns or where like the, the, the problem that they run into is completely contrived or something like that. So that can be mishandled. But if handled correctly, the emotional beats, they like each beat serves a purpose. And I think, right. yeah, so that's why, I mean, again, like I'm not gonna argue that you, you feel that. No, 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 I think, I think you're 100% right that those beats mm-hmm. are what makes a rom-com. Yeah, and but, I think they are following genre, con- like they are very, I think that with this movie with a rom-com, as a rom-com, it follows these genre conventions because it understands deeply and then it's trying to play with it. So instead of like, so it's like building from a rom-com, like, I guess like framework, and, right. then, and then, like, and then branching out. With other, yeah, with punching it up with other things, right. as opposed to, say, an action movie framework and then building romance around it. So, like, there are always these different things, and I think that from the ground up, it's a rom-com. Right. But, so, so like, I think you're right. I think that those action beats are what make a rom-com, but I think that the elements after that are what change. So, it's like, it's like the difference between like uh, a golden retriever and a labradoodle or whatever, or it's just like, they're two different species of dog despite like their origins. And I think that's like, when you watch this movie and you're just like, okay, they 
they have their first issue where they, they, they fall out of love or whatever, and then they grow separately. And then they have their second issue and then they grow separately. And then they have their third issue and they grow separately. So I think Adil's right to say, okay, look, they grew in, they, they, they hit all of the beats of a rom-com, but as they hit that beat, they splinter off to something else and then come back and hit another beat and splinter off and then come back. I, it, it felt like a different breed of rom-com. And for me, I'm just like, sure. do I call that a rom-com or is it a different type I, of I, movie altogether? I think it felt like a different beat of rom-com, beat of a rom-com because the beats that it hits are genuine. They're not like, it's not like a beat we have to hit. Like for me, the best rom- romantic movies, rom-com, romantic drama, they reaffirm, you know, certain beliefs of what we what a good relationship non-toxic relationship should be which is founded in this movie you know principles on respect mutual trust you know understanding of of the other's flaws and how we can kind of help them get become better people at the end of this movie that's what niles does he's trusting again he's willing to be better and that choice is what I think at the end of the movie where they're kind of hanging together and you, you notice that they're, 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 they're in love now, like they're willing to give it a shot. We don't know if it's going to last. She could go off and become a professor and he could turn, go right back to the way he was. We don't know. But for the sake of this story, it ends where it needs to end for this, for, for this film. And, and the thing is like, you know, like, like I, I do feel that, you know, when rom-com is done right you you get you are reaffirmed in 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 why we even look for a partner in the first place and that's that's what i felt with this movie why it it just it just works so well and 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 because every beat of this story is is genuine yeah and i also but um what building on what edward said um it's like um i think of bojack horseman and there's a line there that says, um, what was it? What, um, at the very end, I don't know if I'm spoiling anything. Spoiling yeah, something. I haven't seen it. But, uh, but I'll just say the line. The yeah, line say the is, line. Um, it goes like something like, what if I fall off the wagon again? Because he's an alcoholic. And then say, then you'll get back on again. Or maybe you'll fall off again. And it's like, what I like about that is that it implies that um, with few other like fiction, fictional works is that a happy ending is only an ending because you stopped watching them, you know? And it's like, I think that this movie stopped where it needed to stop because I don't think it would have been um, very satisfying if we didn't know if they got out. Because it's like, it just that just feels like, oh, we're unsure if they ever got out, but at least they, I, d- I wouldn't have thought that was very satisfying because if like, if you give any possibility that they never got out, then, then none of like their ability to trust is like, it doesn't matter. You know, whereas if they are out and they're in this relationship, now we know that they are, they know that they're going to stay together. Like now that they're safe, we know they're going to stay together, but, but we don't know what the future holds for them. Only that they have made this adult decision that they will live this life for as long as they're able before they decide whether they're going to break up or stay together. And I think like romantically or like in terms of like a relationship, I think that is so satisfying to see so that it stops where it needs to stop. Um, I, I think I think for me arc. I think for me this doesn't feel like a rom-com because in my opinion attributing her growth to him and attributing his growth strictly to her 
was circumstantial. And I don't think that in a rom-com, it's like, you need to be here for you to grow. And I think that those, like her and him, do not depend on each other in that, which is why I think why the love story works, because it's like, you don't necessarily depend on each other. So for her, her growth, even though he was kind of a catalyst, it came from her reconciling with her sister, her dealing with the trauma of her of her sister's fiance, her dealing with her past and how her family thinks about her. And for him, it was dealing with repercussions. Because you're right, he was wearing a suit when he met Roy, even though he had gone back enough times. And then after every moment after that, he was wearing his party suit because he felt guilt about how Roy dealt with. So for him, it was the guilt of having other people in, in your life and responsibilities and what that means in your actions and how they, how they result in affecting other people. And so for him, it was, I have to deal with the fact that I brought Roy here. I have to deal with the fact that I brought you here. And how do I grow past that? And that's why at the end it was important for him to say, oh yeah, I have a dog because it shows that he has someone that relies on his actions to be better. And for her, it had nothing to do with it. So I think together in, in the particular time loop that they were in, they were catalysts for each other, but I don't think that their relationship in my mind was the key to the growth that made this. And I think every other rom-com is like, you need the other person to grow. Whereas this one, I was like, you don't need that person, but they pushed you in the right direction. I don't know. I, I The genre of rom-com as a whole, because like I said, what you're referring to is a generic way to do it. But I do, I have seen enough rom-com films where growth happens um, not independently per se, but not, but even if it's like a catalyst, they can still grow on their own. I've seen rom-coms like that. And it's like, it, when Harry it, met Sally, I'd say. like, it doesn't stop yeah. rom-com. It just stops. It just, it's just a different way of doing a rom-com and usually a smarter way or like depending on what, what role it's filling, you know, like rom-coms can also be, you know, um, depending on what kind of rom-com is trying to be. Sometimes it's a, um, a toxic love story and that has its own, intellectual and emotional like um value because sometimes you just have to show that oh this this is not gonna work and this is like this is the way that they all break up or something you know that kind of thing so it's like it doesn't make it not a rom-com it just changes the aspects of the rom-com um uh the rom-com framework it just changes aspects of it but i think it's still it's still anyway you know what the the tangent we've gone on today is whether or not uh, leon is a rom-com and we can't like we we argue because it's like it is individual interpretations i think that we all agree that it's a good movie (laughs) sure no but but i did but i did want to say uh to to leon's point though i i do feel that they without each other they don't learn the lessons that they learn it is very much predicated on the fact that because keep in mind like like Niles has been with Sarah before he's been with her because there are no percussions. She doesn't, every time he meets her, she doesn't know who he is. They have a connection. It's mainly sexual at one point, but um, you know, but, and, and he knows exactly what to say to get her to want to, 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 to sleep with him. But I think that the two of them are dealing with very much the same issue, which is failed relationships. She is not with someone, but she, she the, her family doesn't respect her her you know she, her sister doesn't even like really trust her like they don't have that foundation she slept with the husband so she's cheated on like her husband like like she's done terrible things and likewise i think niles is 
also like i don't know if he knew about his girlfriend cheating on him before but he was definitely feeling inadequate the the morning of the time loop like he he you know so something was wrong and i think that the fact that he's in this safe spot he knows what's predictable now he knows that he can let exist in a world without consequences because for him he's probably had to deal with consequences his whole life and i think that that is an interesting element but i think when sarah is in the loop for a while, she also feels exactly like he does. The difference is he's content to stay there forever. And after a while, she realizes that she can't escape the inadequacy. She's still living with it every day. So she wakes up because she wake. Uh, I'm almost done. Cause she wakes up with the reminder that of, of her failed relationship, which he does too. And I think that with, um, without the two of them, without them realizing that, then there, there's, no, there's no story here. So given, given that, do you think that if it was just her in the time loop, she would ever escape? And do you think that if it was just him in the time loop, given legitimately eternity without her, would he ever escape? I think she'd no. be trapped in a time loop because she, uh, or, um, you know, in some way. And I think that he would just keep existing in the time loop. Yes, See, I do. I think, I think, I think, I think, falling in love I think if it was huge, I think if it was for them to, to change their lives, especially her, I think she was at some point, she started getting used to the fact that she would just be there forever and she was just going to enjoy everything. And then she fell in love with him and then realized how shallow her world had become. Even I think that. that if he Wait, wasn't in this movie, the, she would have found a way out. Yeah, but that's not so. a point. So I think like, even if she would have found a way out, I don't think she would have grown past her fear of commitment. Yeah. That's the thing. That, that is the uh, crux, emotional crux of the movie. I definitely think that if at some point she really wanted to get out, she could have learned all these things and she could have done all these things as an intelligent woman, she would have known. But it wouldn't have solved her emotional, um, her emotional like. Oh. Are we still debating the whether this is a rom com or not? No, 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 no. no. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, I'm saying, like, yeah, in terms of, in terms of story, probably would have still found a way out. But what, the point is that it's her finding a way out. It was not really the like her finding a way out of this time loop is not the same as her finding a way out of her own inadequacies and fears. Right. So like, one and the other. Like, I think that this movie. Um, found more emotional satisfaction and and narrative satisfaction in both of them growing as people than it did them getting out of the time loop. I think that the time loop is um, symbol is as symbolic as it is material in that the ability to get out of uh, of like this feeling this fear it's like it symbolizes their fear as much as it is like so even if for example it said that they could never get out of the time loop if that was part of the story they still could have been able to tell a story where they would have been able to get out of their fear but the time loop um was always symbolic not always like it was in many ways symbolic of being frozen in a moment where you're afraid because you don't want to change and i think that the fact that they got out of time loop and the fact that they grew as people had to happen together otherwise like if she got out of time loop but never grew as a person this movie would not be satisfying right because i don't think you're wrong you're when absolutely she, right. When she hits her growth point, it's far before Niles does. Yes. The reason why she decides to pursue the quantum field uh, and, and learn about that is essentially because she's at a point where she's like, you know what? I want to improve on the relationships. I want to make them better. And I, had, and, and I did that by being with Niles and being in this loop. 
her experiences reliving these moments and understanding why it's important for her to try and mend the, the, the bonds that she's, that she's essentially broken. That's why I think she does that. But she does that in, 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 as a reaction to Niles not wanting to do that. So I do think that without them being together, being in their relationship initially, Niles stays in the time loop because he's happy. She goes crazy because she's relieving, reliving these painful moments every day of her life. So here is, here is my thought process. And I think it's because of my general mm -hmm. pessimism for real life. But I mean, I think it's a matter of um, that the, the, the fact that they use time. Like, I, I don't mean it like, Monty, I think you're correct in saying that like, it's, a, it's symbolic in terms of being stuck in an emotional spot. Fine, 100% correct. But I think because they said you have time, it the, the construct of time is now a plot device. In my mind, I was like, yo, given eternity, like eternity, like he said he like with or without her in an infinite amount of time, he would have gotten out. And given her in a, given an infinite amount of time, like using the concept of, of time and multiverses and conversations eventually she would have figured out i don't think leave i think them leaving as an audience as us watching them we saw them at a point where it was this is the catalyst and this is how you get out but there's no story if if they're just stuck there in eternity and then one day he decides i'm going to research the quantum realm to figure out why because there's no there's nothing driving his 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 reason for that if he's bored sure but it's it's the fact that they meet and the fact that they have mutual attraction to each other is what brings them on this journey right uh, another so, sorry and and go on uh, like another movie uh, which is very similar to this is eternal sunshine of the spotless mind i find that a very yes. romantic movie not very much a sci-fi but also uses a sci-fi concept because the the that movie is touching upon the idea that he's getting his memory wiped and he's erasing all the bad ones but then you get to the good memories and then he's like hold on a second I forgot how good these memories were. I don't want this because I prefer these memories. I want to go back to this. I want to preserve this. And it's like that idea that, um, and that movie kind of perpetuates the idea that if, if you remember and you dwell on the good times, hopefully it gets you through the bad because at the end they're willing to give it another shot. And in this movie, it's, very, it's, it's a similar idea where time is being, is being manipulated only because that's the circumstance right now. But because of that circumstance, it allows these two to go on this journey of not just love, but self-discovery as well. Okay, so here, here's my conclusion is that I'm watching this, <laughs> I'm watching this movie and the concept, the construct of time is, 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 an, is, is irrelevant. Valuable, is, <laughs> the concept of time in this movie is irrelevant. And the concept of building romance takes time, like time. Yeah. To, well, to with grow. the story. Like, you, it, yeah. It, it, so like as an objective, as, a, as someone who's watching a plot and a story movie, I like, again, I like the movie. I like the idea. I like where it's going. But relationships need time to, to build and grow and have, and all the beats that you're right, Monty, took place over this, could have taken place over a thousand years for all we know. Yeah. Right? yeah. Those beats were bound to happen. As an audience member watching this, we just happened to be like, well, let's catch it on this beat, this beat, this beat, this beat. Cool. As a scripted written movie using plot mechanics, as we're going to plug our own name at some point, <laughs> it was the audience 
us watching this can jump into these people's like an infinite time loop whenever we see fit and we just happened to see the the story that was scripted out for us which I don't get, again which is not wrong right but you could have equally done a movie being like yes, he jumped in he when he first when he, when he first came in the years he spent in finding his girlfriend cheating on him and meeting Roy, Roy trying to kill him thousands of times, the movie hitting its climax when Roy gets run over. And then instead of them focusing on her, it could have been like, he shows up at Roy's house and he's been like, yeah, that girl, like I brought her in the time loop, but honest and truly like, and Roy's like, well, you never learned your lesson. Maybe she's the reason to get out of here. And then Roy gets a phone call and is like, oh shit goes back and like she got him out you could have done this entire yeah, movie no, that's from true. someone that's else's also, perspective and that's also the concept really behind um trailers in a different genre so yeah. the way the story moved like the way the story again i won't argue with you but the stories are rom-com oh. because we decided to focus on this particular aspect of the story <laughs> yes any, literally like but that's how that's how trailer crafting works too like, like remember how the people who made a horror movie out of um out of uh, Mrs. Mary Poppins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same is like, Oops. that doesn't make Mary Poppins not a musical. It doesn't make it a whole, but it does mean that you can absolutely craft this into an entirely different movie. But the movie it was, was the one where we focused primarily on the emotional growth of two people who are romantically involved and falling in love. So yes. that's like, yeah. So um, yeah, it's basically like that is, true of any good movie with yeah. a good premise. And that the characters can exist outside of the story we are witnessing too. But yes. that's like all great, is, that's like great okay. stories. But yes, um, yes. Two, two, two things to, to the point before, cause I know, I think we have to wrap up, but two things and then I'm done. Um, so the first is the way that they use Roy in this film reaffirms the values that the movie is trying to talk about in a rom-com, which, He's sad, not because he can't permanently kill Niles. He's sad because he's never going to watch his kids grow up. He's never going to be able to grow with his wife. He's stuck in an, a perpetual day where he's basically just watching his kids go through the same thing. And he's like, I'm deprived of my family, my, the loves of my life. And what that's what gets Niles to think about, rethink his relationship with with uh, Sarah and his relationship with his ex-wife. The second point I'm going to make is if someone goes to me and goes, Hey, Ed, are there any great sci-fi movies that have come out this year that you want me to watch? I will say the invisible man and the vast of night, which if you haven't seen it, it's on Amazon. If they go to me and say, Hey, Ed, what's a great rom-com that you've seen this year? You know what I'm going to recommend them? Well, yeah. Oh, Palm one. Springs. <laughs> I think this is my favorite movie of this year so far. Over um, Invisible Man? Oh, a deal, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. Easily. That's Twist. awesome. Twist. Uh, but yeah, no, no. I, I understand what a deal's coming from. I, I totally understand. And you're absolutely right. To, there are sci-fi elements in this movie. Um, I know we kind of talked about whether it's a full rom-com or whatnot, and I don't think we've actually come up with an answer to that. Um, who knows? Someone may may watch this and be like, no, Leon's totally right. I don't know what the hell those three are talking about. I'm going to bank my opinion <laughs> on my, my personal construct of relationships and love. And then I'll be like, 
I'm on the sci-fi side. <laughs> I mean, I think we can all agree unanimously that this is a pretty great movie. Yeah. Regardless yes, of what yes. genre it falls yes, in, it's a great We're, movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Monty, you're 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 surprised that I like this movie so much, but it's it's. No, I really like. Want to hear about what you like about it? Yeah. I I really like rom coms. Actually, I I uh, well, especially '90s rom coms like the Meg Ryan or Hugh Grant kind of. Ryan, you love what... Meg Ryan rom coms for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. but yeah. Uh, what I like about this movie. I love the characters. I love I love the introduction at the wedding when he starts dancing. That's when I realized like, oh shit, we're already looping. Because initially I thought, okay, this is like a regular movie. It starts, we're gonna, something's gonna happen and then he's gonna get stuck in that loop. He's gonna be the one who, who discovers everything. And then we just go there and at the wedding, he knows exactly what to do. He, he starts, when he's dancing, that's when I realized, oh, okay, you've done this before. You've done this a lot of time before, so that you know exactly where the other where the other people are going to be. You know exactly what kind of move you need to do. How you're going to get grab like a glass. This person's going to lean, so you're just going to jump over him. I found that very well done. Probably a very complicated shoot, and very charming. And I, I at that point I was so on board. I think and, that yeah. Um, with, sorry, go on before you, before I interrupt you. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, the other thing was like when uh, we went to the flashback with Roy, and that's when he saw uh, I saw the 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 suit. I'm like, oh shit! Now I understand why he was wearing that ridiculous outfit at the wedding. And then that added. There are so many points in this movie where it's been adding layers to it, which I thought was amazing. And and I think like when I was thinking back, I think that when uh, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, Ed. It's uh, when I think when the day started the first time, I think he was happy, and he okay. thought he was with his girlfriend. I thought uh, he probably thought everything was fine, and then he realized that his girlfriend was cheating on him, and then he was stuck in that loop all the time. The oh, pro- I'm not. Sh- I don't know if he. he yeah, yeah. It's or it's. I, there's nothing sure. like yeah. this. Is just us speculating right now. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and I think that's his, and that's when he gave up on everything. He probably initially he probably was in the same state of mind as Sarah, where he wanted to get out, and then he re- realized that there's nothing for him outside of this, and he might as well just have fun and enjoy everything, and uh, make the best of this. And then he probably started hurting people, and then that those images got stuck in his head. Yeah. And then he realized like, okay, well, that's not a good thing. Like it, it, you, it may not hurt them long-term, but it hurts you, it hurts you long-term. And I think those layers are so good. And this movie is so rich in that. And this is why I think I, I love this movie so much. It, it's, I agree. I agree with the characters thing. Cause I think that in certain rom-coms, no matter how cliche they are, the characters make it. There's one rom-com I haven't watched yet because I'm still looking for a copy. But it's um, it's literally uh, the most generic rom-com you could ever imagine. You know, this guy leaves the city to go to the country, meets this person who's like, you know, that, that it's very generic. But the reason I want to watch it is because the romance is happening between a man from the city, like this very metropolitan guy, and this large, um, gentle Native American man. And the, the yeah, and basically... Um, so this gentleman, Native American man, who he meets in that little country area, and the weirdest thing about this movie is that the entire town 
is rooting for them. And this movie was made in 2002. This is a gay romance movie that was not marketed like really as a gay romance movie, just a regular rom-com. What's the title? Oh, I need to find it. Oh man, um, <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you later. Okay. But, like, given that it will fall, it will basically follow every single rom-com beat. But these are the two characters it's going with, plus you know an entire town of weirdly, weirdly very supportive non-homophobic um, <laughs> small town people. Like this is so weird, but in but it's very much the typical rom-com. But because these characters are so unique, and I think that one of those one of the aspects that makes a really good rom-com is good characters. No matter how this, oh, yeah. yeah, if the beats are the same, doesn't matter if it's handled in a if the characters are well written and interesting, and you love their chemistry. That is a big part of why rom-coms are so good. Yeah, right. like I figured out. I figured out why why. <laughs> about how, how I feel about this movie. Like, well, hey, I like it, don't get me wrong, I like it. But it's because I, I thoroughly enjoy the moments that you do not see on camera. I think, I think it's everything, all of the time loops that we do not see that make the movie for me, Yeah. right? So when you see the episode where like, Roy just like lights him on fire in gasoline, and you're just yeah. like, what? Like, and then and then at the end of it, when he's like, "Yeah, have dinner with my family," and I'm just like, there is all of these moments between you two, and that chemistry comes from those unseen moments. So I think for me, when I'm watching a movie about time, I'm like, there are all there's this whole world that for me builds the movie better that I didn't see them. And yeah. I think that the yeah. moments I did see are the least interesting parts of this movie, <laughs> which happens to be the romance. Like, don't get me wrong, they're, they're, I like the movie, I like the romance, but I'm just like, all of the romantic times they had together that I did not see, for me <laughs> in my head, built up that romance. This is how so I when, feel about Twilight. So when, they're, so when she's in the, in the top of the car and she's like, woo, and they're driving and she's in the front and she falls off, there is a whole day before they got in that car and she died. That I'm just like, the expectation of romance in this movie, which existed because of the time mechanic, make this movie better for me. But but those are slapstick beats that are that are in many rom-coms. Like they're, yeah. they're being shown as slapstick beats just because of the world that they're inhabiting where death doesn't have a consequence. Exactly. They're utilizing that. So I thought that was really clever. I, for, for me, honestly, like, I, I do agree with you, Leon, on that, that there are very interesting elements that we don't see. And I think that's what makes this movie so interesting too, because you are filling in the gaps, uh, you know, between the scenes that you are seeing. I just, I just love this movie. Like it does follow a, a, a familiar structure. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think, yeah. I think structure is important to plots and, and film. I think it's important that if you are making a rom-com that you follow certain beats to, so that we can follow the story. But at the same time, like I said before, it's like when it's, when it's, when it's, you're hitting it because you, your characters aren't defined, but they have to go here. So you have to find a way to contrive them. This movie doesn't do that. It's, it, it feels yeah. that this is a natural progression. And the, the, when it hits those emotional beats, like you, you, you feel it, you feel for the characters. Like you feel it when they're happy, when they're sad. And, and at the end, like you root for them, you want them to get out like by the yeah. end of it. And, and, and yeah. I think that's why this movie is just so wonderful because it's, it, it, is a, it is an interesting concept, but it's a concept we've seen done before. But I do think that this is probably one of the 
best interpretations of a time loop best executed that, that I've seen. Yes. Just, I, um, in terms of like, you know, trying to make, trying to put it into one genre or whatever, the only reason I'm putting it into this genre is because I, I under, it's one structure, which is a rom-com yeah. structure, two, the marketing. So obviously yeah. someone said it's a rom-com, I had it in my mind it's a rom-com and I see all the bits that say it's a rom-com, so I get it. I don't fault anybody for thinking it's anything else because again, it is beyond, like I will say it, it's beyond genre, but in marketing terms, I would say, if I had to say one genre, I would say rom-com. But yeah. I do understand why, yeah, like the, the genre isn't really as important <laughs> as <laughs> that this movie is great um, and it's funny and it's romantic. And that, yeah. that, it's, a, it's, it's comedic and romantic. It, yeah. The genre itself is not the most important part of it, but I do think that it builds on that genre. And I do think that coming at it from a perspective that it is a rom-com makes it even more impressive in the way that it is played with this genre, et cetera, et cetera. You don't have to go at it that way, but I do think that when you say this is a rom-com, then you it'll be one of the greatest rom-coms I've ever seen. You know, it 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 is like in it 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 depends on how you look at it, but I think looking at it in this perspective makes it even more impressive as a movie. I think well, in terms of strange romantic comedy movies. Uh, like this, there there are elements of like Spike Jones and like Charlie Kaufman in this, but I do think it's more accessible than maybe those movies are yeah, to, a, yeah. to an everyday audience. Like like I can see someone who's who's used to traditional rom coms maybe being a little off put by this, the the time loop, but I I think it is easy to get into, and this is it's just a light hearted fun movie that yeah. that I think is I think for the the times that we're we're living in right now, I think this is a very this is what exactly what we need from a film right now. Like, yeah. you know, so um, I, I, I agree with the deal. I don't know if it's my top favorite film of 2020 because we still, and we also still have movies to come out, Yeah, me too. but, but it, it's, it's without a doubt, like one of, one of my, yeah. one of my favorite films of 2020, as I said last week as well. Like I, I loved it when I first saw it, watching it again, loved it just as much. Agreed. It's up there. It's, uh, it's up there with my favorite movies of 2020. Yeah. Um, oh, I mean, by the way, Matsi, the next uh, rom-com I'm going to pick uh, which is not going to be in the next movie, but it's going to be a Bollywood Love Actually? Film. Love Actually? It's, it's what? <laughs> it's going to be a Bollywood film. <laughs> Bollywood film. A Bollywood film. Okay. Okay. All right. I enjoyed the last Bollywood film. And uh, yeah, I guess this is, uh, Ed, you need to go somewhere, right? Oh, yeah, right. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't. Oh, you don't? I, I, have, I, I, wasn't the one, I wasn't the one that you oh, yeah, no, I don't have to go somewhere. So... <laughs> I actually have a date, so... <laughs> What? Ooh. This is no wonder you're all optimistic <laughs> about this whole rom-com shit. Yeah. Mossy loves romance. Ed's got a girlfriend. Dill's got dates. You're all like, this is a rom-com. I'm like, I'm like, sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> Leon, 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 I've never dated anybody. But you know what? I do love romance, so you're right. <laughs> Oh, well. well, Ed, we will not keep you from putting on your Old Spice and... Uh... I mean a deal. I'm not... I'm not yeah. yes, you mean a deal, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, not going a deal. A deal. I, have, I have like another 15 minutes. It's yeah, putting on, putting on your Old Spice. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta well, like, close off this episode. Explain yeah, to her why you love it. Um, love is real and despite what Leon says, I'm kidding. <laughs> love is real and Palm Springs is great. <laughs>
Palm Springs, great movie. I recommend yeah. it. Watch it. Recommend it to your dates and watch do. it as a as a as a couples movie. Yeah. <laughs> or as a sci-fi movie. <laughs> or as a or as a sci-fi movie with romance in it. <laughs> or a comedy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or a comedy, just a straight-up comedy. There you go. Hilarious. Um, right. Yeah. Is this a Lonely Island movie. I didn't even know they had a studio. <laughs> for movies. Yeah. I guess they well, do. Well, they did uh, Never Again, Never See. Well, well, there's a lot of never in the title. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to look that up. I never realized that they were doing like full movies. Yeah. Last I checked, they were doing um, Jack Sparrow with um, Michael Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> any, any movie with Adam Sandberg is pretty much a little That's movie. Andy Sam. Yeah. He, he hires I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm going to stop recording. All right. Well, then. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Plot Mechanics. We hope you enjoyed it. Please like, subscribe, and review our podcast on whichever platform you choose to listen on. Also, please follow us on social media. On Facebook, we're Plot Mechanics Official. On Instagram, Plot Mechanics. And on Twitter, at Plot Mechanics 4. That's the number four, because there's four of us. Thank you so much, and we hope to see you again next week.